Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and this is an episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly, semi-weekly, good dose. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, geeky goodness. Yeah, we're all about the geeky goodness, right? So let's see. Today is August 13th, 2023. Show 9-11. 9-11, yeah. You know, that's funny. That date, um, it's actually my daughter-in-law's birthday. Uh, yeah, so let's take that date back. Uh, but I don't know why I'm talking about that stuff anyway, cause it's show nine 11 and today I was going to try to do a podcast with, um, my buddy Dylan, who was at, uh, at San Diego comic-con and, and we, we hooked up out there and, and, and walked the con and everything. And he also went to the, the recent Vegas con, but, um, I haven't been able to get a hold of him today and then kind of late notice anyway. So hopefully we'll be able to do that soon, maybe next week or in the next couple of weeks, talk about San Diego, talk about the Vegas con. But I want to get a show out. I've been kind of super busy lately. I, I'm I'm doing some things in my basement. I'll tell you about that because I'm sure you're excited to hear about that and down in the Rico cave um, over the last week or so. Doing a lot of work around the house. and uh, But I want to talk about, it's mostly going to talk about, I think we'll talk about the the, the last, uh, the season that just ended uh, of Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds. Because the season finale aired a few nights ago, so we should have had enough time. By the way, there'll be spoilers at some point in the show. I won't talk about that for a little bit. I'll probably talk for 10, 15 minutes about other stuff and then talk about Trek. But yeah, this is going to probably be a little quicker than typical show. I'm, I'm recording it Sunday afternoon. It's about 2 p.m. here instead of the morning because I was doing some stuff down here in the in the cave this morning. More about that here in a moment. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about Trek and a few other little tidbits and topics. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right. Uh, yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks since I did a show. I think was the last show that I did was was post Comic Con. I think it was the video cast that I did like two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. I guess it was. I think. Um, anyway. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's over on Vimeo. V i m e o. dot com forward slash Trekkie. I did a music video. I did uh, a vidcast about San Diego. Can't believe it's only two weeks ago that I did that show. It seems forever. But um, so, and I'd still like to make another music video sometime. I I took, I've been kind of in a, kind of a, it's hard to, I have a, you know, an okay, regular, good old digital camera, a pretty good one, I think, Canon and all that. But, um, and of course the iPhone that I've got, which is a 13, I think I'm, a, I'm just one model back on my own personal iPhone. But what I keep finding, two two things when I go to San Diego is, is one, it, it's so like more convenient to just carry around a phone in your pocket than to carry around a camera and a camera bag and all that. I think one day I, I took my camera twice 
Uh, one day, I think I just took the camera, basically. Didn't take the whole camera bag. I mean, I don't have a lot in the camera bag. I try to keep it pretty light. There's an extra battery, a couple of cables, and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. But there's not a ton more, but it's just a little bulky. It's not huge, but when you're at the con, like, I, I don't... I don't really buy a lot there anyway. I talked about some of this on my la- on the last show, but the the phones take pretty good pictures. The the, the thing about your your phones these days, the the only thing to, there's only really two real limitations to them. Well, there's the you know a true photographer would say there's a bunch more, but the the two biggies that you run into is one they're still not great in in let's say lower light. There's no way to really compensate too much for that. Um, and I mean, it has to be pretty low light. Uh, and the other thing, when you go to panels, if you get into any panels, the other thing, of course, that's that a phone's pretty limited on is how far out it can zoom and things. Although I don't take a lot of zoomed out pictures, so that's not a huge concern. So really, most of the time, and since there weren't a lot of panels that year, this year at San Diego, um, taking my just using my phone to take most of the photos uh, was was a fine, really, for the most part. I'm actually going. I didn't go last year, um, but I'm going back this year to, I go to this car show typically in, in Vegas that's around the beginning of November. I'm going this year. I've got all the flights and everything booked and the hotel and all that. So, but the point is typically I used to take my camera around when I would take photos there, but I'll, I'm probably going to just mostly use my phone. I think uh, it's just much more, it's so handy and so convenient. And it does take a really good picture. So um how did I get off on that topic? I don't know. Oh, I think I was basically getting at, I started to look more at my camera photos and my the, some of the camera video I took. And so I might want to take do a video or do some, post some more of that stuff up because most of the stuff that I used for the vidcast was all off my phone. I, I pretty much grabbed junk off the phone. I, I don't think there's too much in there that was off the camera. I mean, there's a lot of overlap. A lot of times what I was doing was taking a phone picture and then taking a, a a camera picture. I was doing a, a, which is also a bit of a pain. That's the other thing you have to do when you're carrying a, your phone and a camera is to decide which one to use. And bouncing between both is kind of a, kind of a little awkward, uh, not the most fun. So someday, you know, I don't know where phone and, 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 uh, photography on phones technology will get to, but, um, it's probably going to get to the point where, you know, carrying a camera, unless you're a, a super high end photographer, is probably going to be kind of, I mean, these days you, like when you're walking around the con, you, you don't really see a lot of people with a regular camera. The guys, there's some pro level type photographers that will hang around. We're out in front of the con for costume pictures of people, uh, some press people like me, uh, and doing that kind of thing a bit, uh, sometimes inside as well, you know, walking around on the floor, I've seen some guys with some pretty impressive looking cameras and I'm sure they take some great, great pictures, but it's, it's just, I also want to be able to enjoy the con, you know, I'm, even though I'm there as press, I kind of try to do both. So, all right, let's plenty of talk about that since this isn't really about Comic-Con, but, but my point is I like to do another music video for the con before too much time goes on. I never did one for Motor City. I I didn't actually take a lot of Motor City Comic-Con pictures this year. I was there with my uh, my son, my grandson, my my um, other son. Both both went, so there w- it was. I didn't really get a chance to take a lot of photos this year. So at Motor City back in May. All right. So what else has been happening? So oh, the the stuff that's going on in the, down in my uh, basement in the Rico Cave. So 
Uh, we've lived in this house for quite a long time now. And while you guys have seen a lot of photos and things from down here, a lot of it I finished off not that long after we moved in. Um, but there's a few bare walls on the other side of the, 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 the basement that I've been wanting to kind of, well, I wanted to pull shelving out, kind of clean things up. There's always going to be like, frankly, just spider webs and bugs and junk and dust. And, and I've been trying to purge and get rid of a lot of stuff too, uh, that I don't really need or want anymore. I threw out a bunch of magazines in the recycling bin today that are like, Oh gosh, I think they're from the late 90, uh, 90s game magazines, like Computer Gaming World and, and PC Gaming were old magazines from 20 plus years ago. I mean, do you really need those now? Uh, so, um, but I, and I'm also painting the walls in this area. So I have to pull like areas out and then, and then paint the walls and everything uh, to, to make them look nicer and seal them better and stuff like that. So it's a bit of a project because I have to do it sort of piecemeal. And the other thing that I did today, I have this old weight bench and weight set that I, I don't really honestly use anymore. Uh, and it's just been sort of tucked into a corner that I that I dragged up to the to the garage. I cleaned it all up and I put it up on our little subdivisions. We have a little Facebook group. And within like minutes, somebody said, hey, hey I'm just going to give this away to anybody who wants it. And they're going to somebody's going to come later and pick it up. So. So that's good. I, I, I don't mind, you know, I, I, I don't like throwing things out in the trash unless they're really yuck and don't need them and no good to anybody. But if it's something useful, it's, 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 I don't really want to do that. This wouldn't be trash that I would have at least Facebook marketplace did or something like that. So, so that's kind of what I've been doing over the past couple of weekends. And I still got probably a good few weekends to go on it. It's, it's a little hard. I can't really with working, I can't do much of that during the week. Plus, I've got the. I'm still trying to finish staining my deck, so trying to get these podcasts out still. But I've been skipping kind of every other week uh, a, a little bit more this summer, I think. And just we've got you know new puppy still and a lot of things happening. So, but back on the geeky front, so that's what's been going on with me. But I am still plowing my way through some uh, television shows. The um, I started on Foundation. Uh, first episode of season two didn't start it. I mean, it's had season one. You know, the the show is interesting, but it, it's like I have to admit, I don't frankly know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I read the Foundation series books a long time ago by Isaac Asimov, and I know they're not really like those, and they've changed things considerably, and and that's fine. I don't. I mean, I kind of remember the books a bit. It was actually one of the first kind of hard sci-fi stuff that I that I read when I was first getting into it um, back, I think, high school, I think I read it. Anyway, um, so uh, so I started on season two of that. I mean, the show looks cool, and it's well-produced well and well-made and all that. I've got another episode or maybe two of Silo still, which is a sci-fi thing on Apple TV based on a series of books uh, called Dust, I think, was the, was the series. Uh, and it's been pretty good. It's kind of a bit of a slow burn show. I feel like it's kind of paced kind of, honestly, a little bit slowly, uh, for what happens episode to episode, um, started, it's not sci-fi, but I started the last season. I think it's the last season of the Jack Ryan show, um, uh, with Krasinski that's on what, what, let's see, that's prime TV. It's so hard to keep track of all like what's on what channel again. Um, but, um, I got another episode or two of Mosquito Co. season two. I have a feeling, I think that show, that's it. I think 
But man, I, I don't think they're going to really quite resolve it. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it really officially got canceled or not. I can't see that show. It's very nichey. I think it's not really sci-fi, but um, but I do enjoy it. And uh, so I've been watching that. Oh, I've got one more episode. I'm I'm kind of closing in on the ends of a lot of shows. I got one more episode of The Witcher season three. I think I might watch that and try to finish that off tonight. I, I love that show. I'm really really going to miss Henry Cavill. Uh, I just, I saw a headline the other day, something about season four, um, kind of put on some kind of weird permanent hiatus or something. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's related to the strikes going on or if they've had second thoughts about it with, with the change in casting, you know, the, the, the story there was, you know, Henry Cavill kind of had a difference of opinion. It seems with the direction they were wanting to take the show uh, further and further away from the source material it, it is this is I'm kind of basing this on a lot of stuff that's been all over the internet. So they hired, um, uh, you know, what's his name? You know, he's um, one of the Hemsworths. Is it Liam? I think Liam, the guy that was in Hunger Games movies. Um, he's supposed to be replacing Henry Cavill in the same role as Geralt. Um, Geralt the Rivia, the White Wolf. I don't know. I'm doing it with an accent. Oh, we'll get more to that later. Um, I'll do be doing more accents later in the show. Uh, so, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I can understand them not using just another Witcher character because Geralt's pretty much the show is about him essentially. Uh, but, um, but he's formed such relationships with other characters, actors in the show. I just think it's going to be a little weird. It's been a long time, honestly, since I've seen a show do that. Um, you know, it's the kind of shows that I watch that doesn't doesn't really happen that much when you think about it. I, the, the common thing to do usually when actors are done with a show for whatever reason is they don't they don't put another actor in the same character. They they just you get a new person for, you know, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like kind of like they did with, with Pulaski coming in for Dr. Crusher, right? They, she didn't play Dr. Crusher. So it's, it's, it really doesn't happen that much anymore. I don't think that, that they bring in new actors to play. Like I, I you know, think about the mo movies, James Bond, of course, but the thing about that, usually what happens is that they redo the whole the whole thing is kind of brand new. Like whenever we get a new Bond, um, now that Daniel Craig is kind of done with it, they'll probably have a new, you know, Money Penny. They'll have a new M. They'll they'll have the peripheral characters will probably be new actors playing them. So it's not as jarring, you know, to me when the, when they replace somebody and it's it's with, all right, well we're just gonna wipe the slate and 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 because I don't think they're gonna they weren't planning on doing that. I don't think with the other characters in in. In The Witcher, unless they we don't see them anymore, like if we don't see Yennefer anymore or Ciri or anything, uh, two of the other main characters in the show, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I'm not quite sure w what this talk is about. You know, if they're gonna just if the show is just hiatus because of strikes or some other things are going on. I haven't read enough, but I do want to finish off season three of that. Um, a couple more episodes of Riverdale. G weird, goofy season where they're all in the past. Uh, it's been, um, they seem to be just trying to make some commentary on a lot of things, sexuality, uh, white, black relations a little bit, comic books, even of all things. Um, it, 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 I'm, I'm kind of, I didn't 
for those, and this isn't really a spoiler because it's been the whole season, but they did a weird thing with this last season of Riverdale where they set they they had the, all the characters go to the essentially the past. So they're in like 1955 Riverdale, and um, so of course it's it's a very different kind of world than than the present day where the rest of the show was set. Uh, but um, I was really I didn't expect the whole season to be that way. <laughs> it's like you guys are keeping the whole season back in back in the past like this. I mean. It's been fun. It's kind of, you know, the Archie started back in that era. So it's kind of fun to see them in those old timey clothes and kind of the phrases that they use. Uh, you know, it, it's it's funny to see out of these modern actors saying things that are that are really corn corny, you know, to, to, to have to use some of the expressions that they used back then. Um, but I am watching that. Um, what else? Yeah, that's kind of the rotation of stuff. There's a few other little things. Oh, they've got a new season of Harley Quinn out, which I love that show. It's 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 an animated Harley Quinn show on on whatever it's called now, Max. Uh, it's uh, season four. It, it this is not a kid show. You know, big 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 warning. This is not a cartoon for kids by any means. There's language. There's adult stuff. Um, do not let little ones watch Harley Quinn on on HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, but it's fun. I like it, uh, and I'm still waiting. I'm with bated breath. I want to see the rest of Doom Patrol on there. I, I know it's done. I, I don't know when they're going to release it, uh, but um, I finished up Black Mirror. Uh, I yeah, I didn't really think that much of the episodes. The first one uh, that they did, which was sort of a uh, a weird thing where somebody's life was being filmed for like a streaming service, kind of like Netflix. It was basically they would come home from work uh, and their their whole life was on Netflix of what happened that day. That was a pretty fun concept. And I think that was a good episode. But I don't know. I, ha- I haven't really cared for, for the I mean, they haven't been bad. They just haven't kind of really, really like sizzled or got me or or blown me away like some of the other Black Mirror episodes have in previous seasons. So, I mean, I would still watch it if you like, if you like that show. Uh, but, um, but I don't know. It was a, there was one that was kind of like a, an interesting one of a, of a woman who worked in a department store kind of said in the past where, where the premise was she sort of a deal with the devil kind of, and I don't want to say too much, but that one was kind of okay. It was a little long. Um, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so those are my shows. That's kind of what I've been going through. I've watched a few movies. I, I'll, I'll mention one real quick, and then we'll take a quick break. I'll take a quick break. You probably can take a quick break, too, if you'd like. <laughs> I uh, I watched this new Wes Anderson, and I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan. I mean, I, I've seen his stuff in his movies and things, and they're interesting. Uh, but it, they're, they're obviously weird and quirky and all that. But there's a show or a show, a movie um, called... Um, Asteroid City, uh, with uh, with an um, the the, re- the main reason to watch this movie, the cast is just crazy incredible. I mean, Tom Hanks is in it, Scarlett Johansson's in it, Jason Schwartzman. I I mean, th- there's just I Bill Murray supposedly was going to be in it, but he had he had to drop out. Um, uh, he was going to play. There's a Steve Steve Carell's in it. Bill Murray, I think that that I I just read this on IMDb that he had COVID at the time. And he had to drop out, but he was going to play that Steve Carell, who's sort of a motel runner in the in the movie. It's super weird and quirky. I thought it was fun. I watched it last night on Peacock of all uh, of the various streaming 
services. So, uh, and there's a little sci-fi-ish stuff in it. It's set in it's set in the 50s also. So there's some of the you know, the time you know the era then was this is sort of a set out in the desert and it's the, you know when everyone was looking up in the sky for UFOs and that kind of stuff was going on a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, the cast though, I mean, just. I mean, everybody, you know, Maya Hawk is in it, you know, who you guys all, you know, people know. Um, but uh, but it's just uh, it's just crazy how, um, how how, you know, what what a crazy, amazing cast Matt Dillon's in it. I mean, some of the people in it, too, you know, they don't even have very big parts. You know, there, there's a handful, about five or six that have pretty good roles and parts. But. Uh, a lot of them just are in there just a short bit of time. You know, Brian Cranston, he's kind of this narrator guy. He's in it. Uh, wow. It's just crazy incredible. All right. 20 minutes or so into the podcast. Let me take a short break. Um, and I'll come back and talk about Strange New World Season 2. All right, uh, let's get to Strange New World Season 2. So just like Season 1, um, Strange New World Season 2 had 10 episodes, so did Season 1. Uh, there's, Let's talk for a moment, let's take a little pause here. Let's talk for a moment about the number of episodes. You know, I've seen different people commenting online, you know, and it's such a microcosm when you see Facebook posts of what attitudes are, but... You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of times you see people who will say like, ah, you know, why isn't it more more than ten episodes? Why isn't it like twelve or thirteen or even more? Or think back when <laughs> when TOS was running, you know, they had almost they were pushing like close to thirty episodes per season. You know, it, it's just a different time. I mean, do I wish there were more episodes? At least you know, twelve or thirteen or or something like that. Yeah, of course I do. Uh, it, it's but I, I'm I don't. It's that classic line of, you know, try to accept what you can't change. You know, I, I can't really obviously change this. I I hope we don't ever dip below 10. I mean, I know some things like like I was just talking about The Witcher. I, I think it's only eight episodes for for season three. I, I mean, there was there was a, somebody who has put this up. I know probably multiple people have put it up some kind of a running gag of like, you know, in the future in 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, series will have like one episode a season. It'll just be a movie, like a two hour thing or something like that. And then you'll wait a year for another one or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, and some of the Marvel series, didn't the, the one, the one that just finished, uh, secret invasion with fury and all that, wasn't that only six, I think episodes. So, Hey, you feel lucky we got 10, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I um, these things cost a lot to do. They 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 take a lot to film and to make. Star Trek's not like other shows, so I give them a little bit of a, I give them a little bit of leeway. Same thing with like Doctor Who. Although, man, when are we gonna get those David Tennant episodes? And then when when's the new Doctor starting? It seems like it's been forever since Jodie finished. Right? I I don't know when her last episode is. It been a year now at least. Um, but um, so yeah. I'm hoping that since they've at least done 10 for two seasons, 10 episodes per per each of the first two seasons, that that's going to be the pace. Um, I, I don't know how much COVID slash now the strikes, like, did that 
create this situation where they're not doing quite as many as 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 others like discovery did what what did discovery do let me let me look real quick here discovery i'm on trek core trek core is a great site by the way if you guys obviously if you're familiar with trek core or whatever so let's see let's run down as a comparison so discovery season one had 15 episodes uh let's see season two boy these are written weirdly um Oh, because they had some of the short tricks. That's why. Okay, season two technically had, had let's see, 14 episodes uh, with a couple of short tra- tracks. Uh, and so they went from 15 to 14 in season two. Season three had 13 episodes. So they're dropping basically an episode, uh, one episode per season. So season three was 13 episodes. Season four is 13 episodes. Uh and season five looks like season five is gonna kind of going to strange new worlds according to this trek core and i don't know if they know this for sure because they don't have titles or anything but it looks like it's only season five the final season is only going to have 10 episodes so they started at 15 went down to 14 then 13 uh and 13 and then 10 finally so the i guess the new trek uh, mantra here a bit is, you know, 10 episodes a season. So it's, um, again, I, it's not, I don't really mind it that much. I hope it never goes lower than that. I, you know, kind of, but the, um, what was I going to say? The real kicker is the, um, is the time lag between seasons, right? It's not too bad to have 12, 13, even 10 episodes, but if the time lag is large, uh, like if we go, it was about a year almost to, you know, I think, uh, the, um, uh, the, what was I going to say? Um, the 10 episodes for, um, season one of strange new worlds, they started in May of 2022, ended in about mid July, well, early July. And this year for season two, they started instead of in, in May, they started in June and they went to August. So shifted a little bit, about about a 13-month gap. Not bad, really. Uh, but, of course, the strike, uh, the writer strike, actor strike that's going on, which I don't hear anything if there's making any headway at all. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the writer thing, when did the writer strike start? Didn't that start like a month or more before the actors went on strikes? So I don't know. Um, but the, um, the point is that it, it, I don't even know if they started filming season three yet for Strange New Worlds. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But but usually if, if they did, there would have been some kind of an announcement. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe this way that they can, you know, start clean. You know, I, I can imagine te- television shows and movies that had to stop like midstream and are now on strike. That's That's probably a bigger pain. I'd rather start clean, right? Uh, than then have to take <laughs> a break midway and and then come back, especially a movie where continuity and how people look and everything is so critical. I mean, if this thing goes on for six months or more, um, who knows what you know what whatever. Um, and even TV too, the same thing. So so anyway, with all of that, I, I'm hopeful that it won't be that long be- between season two and three, but we're probably looking at much longer a bit longer at least than, than a year. Uh, it's, you know, maybe they have scripts written for season three. Maybe they'll be able to get going right away pretty much once the strike is done. Um, I don't, I don't know. 
it's interesting to think about like if they had I'm not even sure. Like, I know there was a little bit of a lag time between when the when the uh, writers went on strike and when the actors. But like, if there's stuff that's written, right? Let's say the actor strike ends first before the writers strike, which is, I think, people think that's going to happen. If there's scripts already in place, will productions go back into gear? If you know, for movies and TV, maybe. I, I know sometimes they need writers to make changes. Uh, you know, as they as they film. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't remember when the writers all went on strike if that just stopped productions uh, in a lot of things. I, I, I think it did a bit. I'm not positive. Well, it's just hopefully they can get this thing resolved. So let's not talk more about that. Let's talk about the episode. So season two, 10, 10 episodes. Um, I'm just going to kind of run them down really quick. I want to mostly talk about the last two or three episodes because I haven't talked a lot about those yet. Um, so it started with the Broken Circle episode, and here's a big spoiler warning. If you haven't watched any of these, I'm only going to give you a little bit of a blurb for each episode and maybe talk a few things about it. But, you know, if you're really anti-spoilers, if you haven't watched season two, you might want to hold off. And certainly if you haven't seen the last few episodes of, of season two of Strange New Worlds, you probably want to wait to listen. Uh, so the Broken Circle, this one was the one where um, essentially Pike wasn't really around much. Uh, you know, Anson Mount had a new baby, so that that's part of the reason. But this was the one where Spock was in command. They got the message, this the, the thing from Lon. Um, uh, she was off kind of doing her own thing. She hooked up with some Klingons and, and they went there and you know, had some fun with Klingons, drank some blood wine, and all was happy. That was kind of, that's my summation of the Broken Circle. That was a fun episode. Uh, Ad Astra per Aspera, that is the big one for the season, probably. That was the one that involved, of course, the big courtroom thing with Una, number one, you know, being on trial for for being, uh, you know, this genetically modified species. Um, That was a great episode. I think everyone pretty much loved it. Uh, Then we had Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, that's that's the time travel-y thing where uh, La'an ended up. She had a lot to do this this year. Christina Chong, um, who just had a music release uh, that came out, uh, she had a lot of good good meaty episodes this season. So that's the one where she's back in time with Kirk, played by Paul Wesley, uh, on Earth, just kind of stop a bad thing from happening. Uh, that was a fun episode, different, and you know, a time travel episode is is always a little tricky to pull off. But I enjoyed it. It was it was nice to see a location episode for Trek. You know that that's that's something I wish they could do more of those. Uh, I I enjoy seeing them. Uh, you know, in in places like you know wherever locations. Um, then there was the one uh, among the Lotus Eaters. That's the that's the episode where there's a landing party on a planet. Their memories get messed around. They're kind of investigating, uh, something that happened previously on Rigel. What was it? Rigel seven, I think. Uh, it was an interesting episode. I like the concept of people sort of losing their memories and then having to, you know, their, their core essence is still kind of there. Uh, episode five, we're up to charades or charades. Why did I say charades? Nobody calls it like that, right? Charades. This is the one with Spock. Uh, and to praying and all that stuff. And this is when Spock's kind of, uh, he's, uh, well, big spoiler here, but it, through a transporter situation, he becomes fully human. Well, not really a transporter thing. It was some aliens involved. Um, but uh, I don't know why I said transporter. The, um, but that was a fun one. I like that one quite a bit. 
Uh, there was one called Lost in Translation. This one, this was a fairly Uhura uh, episode. This is one she hears this kind of sound thing. Um, it's doing things to her brain and others. Uh, no one else can kind of hear it. It has to do with um, with a little area in space that they're in and some aliens that are hard to detect and things like that. Um, yeah, that was a good one. There's some Kirk in that one, too, with Paul Wesley. Uh, there's, a, there's a funny photo up on some of the Trek sites. Uh, it's it's a Photoshop sort of makeup or, or mock-up of a, of a book cover. And it's a picture of Pike and the new Kirk, the new guy, Paul Wesley playing Kirk. And it's like, it's called, Why Are You Always on My Ship? <laughs> because I think he was in probably about half the episodes this season, I think, uh, something like that. Oh, and then we had the big next episode was Those Old Scientists, which is the big one with the crossover with Lower Decks. Fantastic. I got to watch that one again because I only watched it at Comic-Con. So uh, I've got to watch that one again sometime. Um, then there was one called Under the Cloak of War. That's the one where there's this Klingon that comes aboard the Enterprise. And, you know, some of the crew who was involved with the big Klingon war that was kind of set during the time of Discovery, um, they don't really like him very much and kind of suspect him. He's supposed to be now an ambassador for peace. And we learn a lot about Mabenga and, and Chapel in that episode, too. So that that was a really, really um, intense episode, especially after those old scientists, which is pretty lighthearted, truthfully. And then we had the big, I, I guess we could call it sort of controversial episode of, of the of the season. And I will say, I'll, I'll just say it right now. I, I thought the season of season two was was really good. Um, just because there was a lot of variety in the, in this season, they tried some really interesting, different things. It wasn't just like, oh, let's, let's, uh, let, you know, th- this, this is another thing that we've run into whatever. I don't know how, why, what I'm saying, what am I saying? It, it, let's just say each episode was very unique and very different. Um, and, and their whole, you know, Stranger World's goal from the start is to be doing, um, more or less standalone episodes for the most part. There's some ongoing things that are going, you know, happening, but the, these are more or less standalones, pretty much. Um, the only thing that I will say about this this season that I kind of missed a bit is that they didn't really do a lot of exploring strange new worlds. There was a little bit of that, but but just kind of the good old you know uh, TOS time where. They would come in, you know, the first part of the episode, they'd be, you know, circling some new planet and they'd be beaming down and some weird thing would be going on or happening. There was very little of that this year. And I and I hope there's a little more of that in season three. Um, but anyway, episode nine, the big the big um, the big controversy, of course, is this is their musical episode called Subspace Rhapsody. It's very much like that old Buffy episode where everybody breaks into song and, and kind of describes their innermost thoughts and feelings a bit. I, th- I got a big kick out of the episode. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I, I like musicals. I'll admit it. Uh, I don't know if that's something people don't like to admit, but I, I enjoy a musical. And, and most of these people can sing pretty well. I thought the songs were fun. They fit the episode. Um, I like the premise of, of how it occurred and why it occurred. Uh, I, I just thought it was like, do it. Just go for it. I, I'm, I, I, I give them a big, 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 tip of the hat and pat on the back for for trying something like this they could have just done another basic episode and i know a lot of people are going cringe or they didn't like it or it's you know ooh. and i'm like well that's fine if you have your you know you have your things you like and you have your things you don't like or whatever but i i just you have to admit that they 
they went for it. And I think the people who are at least somewhat neutral and, and are willing to keep their minds open, I think most people seem to enjoy it. And a lot of people really loved it like me that I saw. So um, some are just, you know, it's not for them. Okay, so be it. But I, I between that, Subspace Rhapsody and Those Old Scientists, those two episodes made the season for me at least. I mean, the, I, the other stuff was good too. Uh, all right, so that brings us to the big season finale, he- Hegemony. Uh, is that, am I saying it right? Hegemony, the Gorn Hegemony. <laughs> why Why can I not say that word? Hegemony. That's how you say it, right? Um, uh, hegemony. Hegemony. <laughs> All right, so uh, cards on the table kind of a time. But um, so Stranger Worlds, they did this in season season one. You know, they've they've made the Gorn uh, kind of their their bad guy, their threat. Um, there's some people on the crew that have had experience with Gorn, especially La'an. Um, they don't look like the Gorn that, that Kirk fights in Arena, and I'll, I'll have some comments about that in a moment. Um, but they're they're very alien-like. They're very fast. They're very deadly. They're very dangerous, even the younger ones. Um, they're very nasty-looking. <laughs> um, got big, sharp, pointy teeth. Look at the bones! Oh, and uh, so so in this uh, this one, um, uh, you know, uh, Pike's girlfriend, Captain Patel, uh, her ship is uh, went to this place basically, and they're they're they it's a it's a colony, but it's sort of on the. I never really completely got the idea, like it's it's borderline Federation territory, something like that. Um, the, the Federation and Starfleet, there's something going on in Stranger Worlds where I'm not sure if they're just trying to make, you know, oh, look, Pike's just defying orders like Kirkwood. or But there, there's some funkiness going on that's been happening sort of in the last, even the last, the, both seasons that they, they don't get a lot of backup or, or, yeah, go do that. You know, like Starfleet seems to be kind of playing like a little bit of like, Okay, Mr. Gorn, you don't want us to step over this line, so we won't step over this line. I'm like, guys, grow some, you know, B A L L S, you know, B, you know, just grow a pair. I mean, I mean, I'm like, I don't, and this has happened throughout Discovery. I guess I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. I, I, I don't. I feel like I feel like some of these more current era Trek shows. They put Starfleet and the Federation in kind of a bad light a lot of the time. There's spies that have infiltrated the Federation, you know. There, there's, you know, some of the stuff that happened in, throughout Picard's seasons, you know. And 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 they don't, you know, no, we're just going to, no, we, we can't ruffle any feathers. and We can't do this. We can't do that. And the same thing Discovery is running into being in the future now with the sort of fledgling Starfleet, fledgling Federation going on. That I kind of accept and understand a little more, but um, but there's just it's 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 kind of bugging me just slightly. Uh, it's not a big deal, not a huge thing, but I I just feel like there's a lot of that happening. I mean, it happened on it with Kirk sometimes too. You know, I can especially the one like a muck time when he was supposed to be part of a little big starship, you know, show off little thing, little little fleet exercise deal or whatever, whatever it was. And and he just defied orders and took Spock back to Vulcan when he needed it and said, screw it. He's my friend. And and uh, and and made the point, basically, I always remember this. It's like 
you know, just having the Enterprise go off and do this thing that Starfleet wanted them to do wasn't that critical or that important. You, you know, it was that it was just more of a political maneuvering thing. So, you know, I always like when when Kirk had a good reason for doing and Pike always has a good reason, too. So, all right, let's get more into the meat of the last episode, though. Um, so this is this is there's this Gorn attack. Uh, there's a planet. There's a colony of people that that um, Captain Battelle's ship is is assisting with inoculations and support and everything. And when the Enterprise shows up, you know that ship's been well. Big spoilers. You know it's been pretty much taken out. Um, a good part of the crew is on the planet surface. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of things going on in this episode. The Gorn um, they create this demarcation line. They kind of pretty much don't go down to the planet. You know. And um, and there's some interesting things that happen in the episode of how they can get around the uh, <laughs> tiptoe around the little this blockade, basically. Um, and we, we see a, quite a bit of Gorn. We see different types of Gorn uh, in this. And and two big things, of course, that really end up happening in this episode. First, the biggie, um, which I was kind of annoyed at. I purposely on Thursday when when the episode came out, I try to avoid social media. And so I load up, you know, after dinner, I settle in, get all ready for the season finale. And uh, so I don't know about anyone else, but depends maybe on how you you view these episodes. But so when I go into my Roku and pull up Paramount Plus and pull up Star Trek Strange New Worlds, it'll sometimes show you a little clip or preview for the coming for the episode that's the new episode, right? Well, the, the, the preview clip thing has Scotty in it. A new Scotty. It's obvious. He's speaking <laughs> with an accent. It, it looks like Scotty. He's in a red shirt, you know, and I'm like, well, geez, guys, you just I mean, maybe that's your little way to tease to get people to watch. But people are are already subscribing. They're going to watch. I, I don't know. I found it annoying. I'm like, I hadn't really heard that that was going to happen. There's, of course, people, I think, since we lost Hemmer, the engineer in season one and they brought in Carol Kane as this new engineer, although they haven't really done. That was another thing about season two of, of Strange New Worlds. They didn't do much really with her character. They really didn't. And now maybe maybe I'm seeing why, because now they brought Scotty in, um, it, it, who was there through some weird circumstances. But, you know, he's he's crafting all these little doodads out of pretty much duct tape and, and bailing wire. So, you know, Scotty's in, in rare form. But I yeah, I mean, I saw comments online about, oh, we're going to just bring in every TOS character as Dr. McCoy next. Uh, I hope not. I ho- hope they were done for a while. I hope we don't see Sulu, Chekhov, uh, or Dr. McCoy, uh, I- unless this goes the way people are predicting, which we, we be- it becomes after Strange New Worlds runs, ends its run, it becomes a TOS sort of reboot with the, you know, the characters we've already seen. We've seen Uhura, Spock, Kirk, right? Now we've seen Scotty. Uh, chapel. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's not many left that we haven't seen. So, um, I want, uh, I want them to bring back Lieutenant Riley. I, I liked Riley in the original series. I want Riley to be in, in a new TOS show, but, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was a good episode, but the, Oh, the other big thing, obviously. So we saw Scotty. Um, and the big thing is, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I could tell about midway through the episode just the way it was paced um, and so much happening. Uh, it ended in a cliffhanger. They didn't resolve everything. 
in a neat, tidy 50 minutes or whatever it was. Um, yeah, we got a cliffhanger episode for the first time in Strange New Worlds. And did they ever do one in Discovery? Uh, I don't know. I can't recall exactly. Uh, but uh, I don't kind of I guess they kind of did a little bit when they shot to the future. I mean, I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't call what they this was a classic, you know, to be continued dot 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 cliffhanger here on um, on Strange New Worlds for this. And of course, that's tough for some because now we've got to wait. Right. But but I put a comment up the other day about this that just simply said, well, look, we know they're going to survive. We know they're going to get out of it somehow. These other Gorn ships come in. They're attacking the Enterprise. All this stuff is happening. Captain Battelle is kind of messed up. Um, Pike's sitting there on the bridge. He looks like he reminded me of Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi when he keeps turning from Luke to the Emperor, trying to decide whether to save his son from being zapped by, you know, Sheev there. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, come on, Vader. It, sometimes that scene looks ridiculous because he keeps like looking at Luke, look at the Emperor, look at Luke. And, and, and Pike does the same kind of thing at the end of this episode where he's looking at his crew. He's looking at the bridge at the screen of, of the, everything that's happening. He looks back at that like, okay, you made that go on a little. You're making Pike look like an idiot and he's not very decisive. You should have just, you should have trimmed about three or four seconds off that clip and, and, and not had him look like he should have just done one quick look at what was going on. Maybe a quick spin back to looking at the bridge and then cut to be continued. But it was it was a bit much. They they kind of overplayed that. I'm like, okay, either give an order or let's go to to be continued. Move one or the other. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, it was a good it was a good season finale. I like um, Captain Patel as a character. I was kind of sad, you know, her ship got blown up, you know, or whatever. I mean, you know, the ship got blown up, and 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 still Starfleet's like. Oh, okay, Mr. Gorn, we'll stay on our side of the line. Dudes, you just took out a, a, a Starfleet Federation ship. E, um, no, we're not going to do that. Maybe send some reinforcements here. And I, I know they're playing this game about, ooh, which line, you know, which who really takes ownership of this planet? I'm like, I don't care who takes ownership of the planet. You've killed a bunch of people here. You know, that's an act of war, essentially. Uh, so uh, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like Starfleets and, and the Federation are being a little wimpy. You guys, so uh, so there's my advice, girl pair for season three. So, uh, but um, but still, I mean, I'm not really. I'm just kind of joking around a lot. I mean, I, I I thought it was a great season. Love the episodes. Love the you know. I love this cast. I love everything about Strange New Worlds. I really I really do. Uh, it's my kind of trek. It, you know, it's my kind of show. They they just push all the right buttons, and uh, I just can't love it enough. I I feel like I feel like maybe maybe during the downtime, especially if it becomes a, a pretty long gap, maybe I'll just go back and watch season one again and season two again uh, of this great uh, Star Trek show. And if you're someone out there still, I mean, I don't know why you'd be listening at this point, but if you're on the fence at all, I mean, you can just subscribe to Paramount Plus for a month and watch these, watch all this stuff. Watch Discovery, watch Picard, watch Strange New Worlds, watch Lower Decks, watch, well, I was about to say you could watch Prodigy, but nope, you can't do that. And that's a whole other can of worms. By the way, we are getting the other half of season one on on DVD Blu-ray. I think it comes out next month. Um, so that's good. Season two that supposedly is done for Prodigy, though. I don't I don't know where that's going to end up. I, I would think and hope that it will end up somewhere, but it's going to be so weird and super strange to me that Paramount Plus, you know, they've got a 
Paramount Network here, a streaming service called Paramount Plus, and they're going to off shoot some of their Trek shows onto some other channel. I mean, guys, even if it isn't doing the ratings or making the money you think it should, you should keep everything in one basket. I, I, I do not understand that from a marketing viewpoint, from anything. I, I just, I really, I know it's all business and there's some, somebody who's counting pennies somewhere that, that, you know, made a case for this, but still, I just, I, sometimes you got to like suck it up and go, okay, we've got, you know, maybe this isn't our most popular show, but we, 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 we're a team here. We, we keep it together. So I don't know. All right, we're about f- almost 50 minutes into the show. I'm going to probably wrap it up. But one last little thing I wanted to mention, <laughs> just a side little fun point, I guess. I don't know. I um, I recently got off eBay. Um, a lot of people listening, I'm sure, are familiar with Franz Joseph, who did um, way back in the, when was it, late 70s, I think? He did a series of original series blueprints of the Enterprise, uh, you could get them in this cool little pouch for like five bucks. <laughs> and then, uh, what is it? Maybe like a year or so later, he did something called the, the classic star Starfleet technical manual, um, for a whole six ninety five at the time. So I have both of those that I bought way back when, um, although I, I can't, I don't know where my blueprints are. I, they're, they're stuck somewhere in a box or something like that. So I, I bought a used set off of eBay recently and a used technical manual, the technical manual way back when I was doing, um, our own little audio shows, uh, back in the day I had written in the back, there's a little sort of an area where you can jot notes and I, and I wrote, <laughs> yeah, and now I keep things in their original packaging, but back then I wrote in the, uh, I know this is sacrilege, but I wrote in the back of my original Starfleet technical manual. So anyway, oh, I, I just in the last week or so, I got uh, a fairly decent used copy of each of those off of eBay for a pretty reasonable price. They're all over eBay, though. But if you um, if that at all interests you, you can find lots of them on eBay if, you, if you've never gotten those. I think the technical manual got reissued at one point in time, uh, reprinted. It doesn't, I don't think, have the hardcover that it comes with in the original uh, it's a little different, but um, but those are great source books for especially I I love them both so much, and I and I just poured over them and and looked at them so much when I was a kid uh, when I got those when they first came out. So all right, <coughs> excuse me, I'm fine, I'm healthy. I that's no COVID, but I'm just a little uh, need a drink here, need some more uh, vitamin water or something. But I want to wrap it up though before I go get a drink. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I, I, I'm pretty energized today and I hope this was a fun one to listen to. Uh, I'll be back soon. Uh, hopefully with Dylan, we'll be able to arrange time to, to do a show together soon and, uh, talk more about geeky stuff here on Treks in Sci-Fi. Talk to you later. Bye.
This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.